0: speech,
1: and many people have done it, and I've seen it both uh, in the papers and in the media, on television. Uh, It's been analyzed, and people thought that what I said was totally appropriate. And if you look at what other people have said, politicians at a high level, about the riots during the summer, the horrible riots in Portland and Seattle and various other, other places, that was a real problem, what they said. But they've analyzed my speech and my words and my final paragraph, my final sentence, and everybody to the key thought it was totally appropriate. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Oh, hey, uh, Hanson, I don't know if you have it, but I'll send you the link to the complete transcript of this speech. Um, I read it, and it's, um, you know, it depends how you look at it. No, Did I... he rev the crowd up like crazy Absolutely. about the whole stealing the election and we're getting cheated and the rest of it? Yeah. On but its, did he call for anything approaching violence? No. On its own,
2: I don't. I don't. There's nothing inciting violence there. Uh, how a court of law, and I don't know if it'll ever end up in a court of law. I don't even think. I don't even think impeachment's going to happen. We'll talk more about that in a second. But um, in its totality, with the this election was stolen from from you for months, you could certainly make the argument it was inciting violence.
0: With right. Rudy Giuliani, one of the opening acts of the uh, at the rally. Yeah, what Rudy said. (laughs) Trial by combat, which is only a thing in Game of Thrones, as far as I understand. (laughs) I believe that is correct. Checking the Constitution. Um, Yes.
2: What does that even mean, trial by combat? Uh, See, I missed Rudy's
1: uh, speech.
0: Uh, Well, in Game of Thrones lore, if you are uh, accused of something, you can opt into a trial by combat where you fight or somebody fights on your behalf, and the winner of that fight dictates whether you are guilty or not. Wow. So it'd be all about It who saves, but go ahead. Sorry,
2: it'd be all about who I can afford to hire to fight for me. For many,
0: yes, uh-huh.
1: yes. Hmm. It would save buying lunch for the jury. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I haven't heard Rudy's screed because um, that uh, that ought to uh, factor in the, the discussion. And to the Trump thing, and some of you going to hate me uh, pointing this out, but I would like to noodle things through and try to figure out you know what I want my opinion to be, not just echo the party line. If someone were to say, uh, uh, Jack, that guy is going to hurt your child. That guy is going to hurt your child. They have not made a specific uh, suggestion that you engage in violence. But, you know, at at some point, I think a reasonable person could understand somebody convinced of the truth of that statement would act violently. It's a fairly natural outcome, Mm -hmm. if you know what I'm saying. Now, Trump's speech, honestly, people are picking out the sexiest parts and the most exciting parts. It is an hour long ramble fest. It's like all of his rallies. And it's amusing It turns and it's rambling and, and touches like on every personality in politics over the last 10 years from Hunter Biden to Hillary Clinton to the squad and everything else. And it's, it's not, if it's, if it was designed to incite violence, it's badly done. Because it's just Trump being Trump. Yeah, but, but the anyways.
2: problem with if you decide that that sort of talk is inciting violence and then violence ever happens, because politicians have been saying forever, getting people as whipped up as they can and saying, we're taking this country back and we're not putting up with it anymore. Okay, well, does right. that cross the line?
0: We're not putting up with it. They took the country away Wait, from you us. You mean there's a way that we could get fewer political speeches out of this? Hey,
1: I'm, I'm listening now. Yeah, no, but Let's get would, them talking.
2: Less. It would get very complicated <laughs> free speech-wise.
1: Well, you combine needing to get the bottom 20% uh, intelligence-wise of Americans to the polls with the need to use hyperbole to break through all of the signals we have all these days, you're talking about toxic political messaging for a long time to come. Of course, that's always been true to some extent. I just think it's much more effective these days.
2: Does not need to meet the uh definition of any crime to be an impeachable offense? Because that's not what it's based on. Um Traditionally, they have looked to the code of law for these sorts of things, but it doesn't have to be. Nope. It ain't going to happen anyway, is is the headline of the day.
1: I don't think impeachment's going to happen. Now, the House might pass some articles and give it over to the Senate, but Mitch will say, well, I'm just in charge for a few more days, so we'll wait. And then when the Democrats are in charge of the Senate, I don't think they want the impeachment to happen, because it would screw up their uh, enacting any sort of agenda. Not if so, Representative no, it's not Clyburn
2: gonna... of South Carolina, who got, who's tight friends with Joe Biden and got him elected, is saying we need to wait at least 100 days. He's a Democrat. Wait no. 100 days after the administration starts so they can enact their agenda. That's yeah, the that's not a it. dog
1: whistle. That's a guy shouting, dog, come, dog. <laughs> In terms of saying we're not going to do the impeachment yeah. anytime soon. And you know how it is. You put off something for 100 days, often it doesn't happen. Look but, at my garage. Another headline of the day, the FBI warned Monday that armed far-right extremist groups are planning to march on state capitals this weekend, triggering a rush to fortify government buildings. Uh, they're afraid of repeats of the U.S. Capitol thing in all 50 states, or at least in some uh, of the states. It's a raw intelligence product, they say, Jack, compiling information gathered by the Bureau, several other government agencies, some unverified. And, of course, the threat will differ from place to place. Though the memo said there were plans in all 50 state capitals among various groups, uh, spoke on the condition of anonymity. The data points it highlights for law enforcement are troubling. Uh, including that there was some information suggesting people might storm government offices or stage an uprising were President Trump to leave office. It says to be removed from office, but you get removed by, you know, Inauguration Day. I was reading an account by a former mayor of a little town, and I'm not going to call him out because there are too many crazy people around, but uh, he flew back on a plane with a bunch of people who were at the Capitol and may have uh, trespassed or, or, or gone in, and he said a lot of the talk around him was, "This is great. We're going to this is just the first of what are going to be many of these." They're super enthused about the idea. Now maybe that enthusiasm has died down, but that's what the feds are worried about um, on inauguration day.
2: I haven't heard many people calling out those who are replacing U.S flags with Trump flags. Actually, I haven't heard anybody call that out. I also haven't Who's seen... Who's on Trump's side who says, but that's wrong. That's too far. Right. That's right. just you replacing the U.S. flag with a different flag. That's yeah. a thing, going to a capital and putting up a different flag throughout the history of the world. That's yeah. a thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's either an insurrection or it's a little cultish. And I don't think those people, nor Donald J., Understand the significance of that. As you point out, that is a thing, as the kids say. Um, I just, I I don't think people understand the importance that we have at least a little bit of faith in our institutions. Even if we don't trust them or we think they've gone a little sideways, we still need them. I mean, you can't, you don't burn down your house because you have termites. And I think there are a lot of people who are thinking, no, no, you don't. My wife was right. (laughs) I think there are a lot of people who think everything will be fine even if we tear all this stuff apart. They don't understand, and this is true on the left and the right, the fragility of a free society. It's not automatic. It's the opposite of automatic. It's a miracle. The enlightenment and and, and, uh, self-governance is a miracle.
2: Yeah. The the older I get, the more I I understand that. And you're right. People on the left and the right don't appreciate it. We've been stable for so long. We think there's just something about us and our country and whatever that it will stay more or less rule of law. Things won't get crazy. Sure. All of all of the world being as orderly as it is right now is an aberration. Yeah, it's and, and an unnatural An unnatural state, and it is a miracle. And when it's gone, and it will be gone eventually, I think, the people will look back on it, however you get your information, and think, God dang it. I wish yeah. we would have cherished that more.
1: Little metaphor, uh, if you don't mind, and, and maybe this helps people understand. I think there's an attitude in this country, and it's pretty widespread, again, that, uh, it's as if you said, my wife will stay with me and put up with me no matter what I do. How hurtful I am, how disloyal I am, how drunk I am, whatever. My friends will always be there. No matter how abusive I am, untrustworthy, I, I, I like borrow their money and don't pay it back, they will always be there. You know, my boss, I'm so valuable. My boss will put up with, has to keep me no matter what I do. We feel that way about the United States of America. Some people do these days. And I would caution you uh, strongly you're going to end up divorced, friendless, unemployed, and with a crumbling country if you don't spend a little time uh, thinking about the health of the institution. So, anyway, end of lecture. So, Do what you want. I don't care. I'm just one man.
2: So Sean handed me something. I got to, uh, let me look over the, uh,
1: some the of the gorillas is, in San Diego have the vid back to you.
2: Some of this is pretty grim. And yeah, the headline is five unethical medical experiments brought out of the shadows of history. Mm. And some of them are like super duper grim.
1: Oh, they're crazy. Grim. I I can probably name three of them or so. And but you didn't
2: know this one though. Uh Oh, Huh. I'll save it for when we get back. I'll hit yeah. you with one of them. The other ones I think are just too grim. Okay. But uh the the, the first one is jeez. <laughs> I mean it's grim, but it's just
1: So a handful of the gorillas in the San Diego Zoo and Safari Park do have the covid and they've shut the parks down, which strikes me as silly. Uh but I was thinking about this uh, the other day. Uh why are no sports teams called the gorillas? I mean it's a mighty beast. Oh, it's that would powerful. Be cool, be cool it's, logo it's, too. It's adept, you know. It uses its fingers. It crafts tools. It's social. It's intelligent. I mean, if you were going to pick a beast, the wildcat runs around looking for mice to eat. Wildcats have never done anything interesting. The gorilla is a, is a fascinating beast. And again, it tear you limb from limb. So if you're looking for a powerful beast, the gorilla. Or how about the elephant? Why is no team named the elephants?
0: The Oakland Athletics had an elephant for their mascot for a little while.
2: Always confused me.
1: Yeah, yeah, that I've I've re- I've read about why that is half a dozen times, and I always immediately forget that. It must piece have of been fascinating. <laughs> it had some connection to the World Exhibition or something. I can't remember, but why but no gorillas? Why no elephants? How about rhinos? Why is it always cats? <laughs> I don't know. Lions and tigers and wildcats and jaguars and pumas and you name it. There's probably going to be a freaking ocelot team soon. Rhinos is one of my favorite uh, grouping names. A crash of rhinos. That's great. Yes. Perfect.
2: Yeah. Um, We got some uh, pushback on our two toward the COVID. I've got this unethical medical experiment. I'll bring at least one of those to you, among other things we need to tell you about. All right. uh... That's quite a variety. (laughs) I'd say. I got to hear
1: what that one medical experiment is. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Hmm. You would not have volunteered.
1: (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Was a belly of tea, the
1: winds blew up her bow, up down a below, my belly boys blow. Soon may the well man come to bring us sugar and tea and
0: rum. One day when the tongue is done, we'll take our leave and go. So
2: apparently sea shanties are the latest craze among the TikTok crowd.
0: Captain really? And that's cool and sounds awesome
2: and all that way. sort of stuff. And you post a line and then other people oh, join. how it. about that one guy's voice? Yeah, so, so get you, get do, them,
0: yeah, you do your one part, and then people essentially quotate, quote tweet you singing and then add their voice and harmonize with you, add times ten, and you get people just kind of adding, and eventually uh. you just get this chorus of yes. voices there.
2: That's all nice. That sounded very good. That's very good music. But will all you childish, childless, childish people with nothing to do ever run out of ideas, I wonder. (laughs) Those of us raising kids and working have no time to do these sorts of things. But those of you with apparently endless free time... Many of these people
1: are children. Keep coming up with new ideas. (laughs) Okay, Boomer. You were a child. Uh, like, it I seems my... to me a beautiful communal uh,
0: musical composition. I've been working on my baritone. I got to get. I got to be one of these guys. Soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. God.
1: I'm certainly so... going to listen to sea shanties later. Something tells me you're on the average schooner in 1733, and the fellas are singing. Doesn't sound like that. <laughs>
2: Um, I don't want my kid to turn out like this. Brooklyn judge's son spotted at Capitol riot in fur pelts has been arrested.
1: (laughs) He was cold.
2: Son, don't go into federal buildings illegally.
1: And if you do, don't wear pelts.
2: None of that QAnon stuff you believe makes any sense or is true. And why the pelts, son?
0: (laughs) The, uh, why the pelts? The QAnon shaman, the, uh, the Viking horned guy with the wolf hat who is, uh, shirtless, he right. is apparently not accepting the meals in his detention center because they are not all organic, is, mm. is from my last well, uh, understanding. There's,
2: there's a remedy for that. There is a remedy for that. Feel free to not accept these meals for as long as you can breathe.
1: <laughs> Sorry, not they are organic. Son, you have a closet full of clothing. Why are you wearing pelts? <laughs>
2: His dad is a judge. I'm looking at this picture, next to so he's he's sitting on a couch, there underneath a picture of uh, one of your old timey presidents in his in his pelts with a big <laughs> stick, which is a weapon, um, yeah. next to a guy with a Confederate flag. Confederate flags in the U.S. Capitol. What the hell?
1: Well, and listen, I can put up with that because sometimes people are just misguided or they see the symbol differently than other people. But beating cops to death. That's just beyond the pale. Just, and I heard some of the screaming and all at the cops. And it, the, and it wasn't one or two people. It was a lot of people threatening their lives, just saying the most horrific things, hurling a fire extinguisher that hit a guy in the head and killed him. I believe he was killed. Just horrific violence toward the police who are just there doing their jobs.
2: Speaking of horrific, you want to hear about the five unethical medical experiments brought out of the shadows of history?
1: Something tells me it doesn't matter whether I say yes or no here. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: Um, one guy who was doing testicular transplants on prisoners. Ugh.
1: Like to and fro and or like putting in bulls uh, was trying, on,
2: trying all kinds of different things. Wow, yeah, and this was in nineteen thirteen so I don't know what the procedure oh. would have been like for uh removing your testicle and then mm. putting in another testicle from By another person children. or an animal or whatever oh, that's barbaric uh, yeah, I'd say it is Senator this, bird this one's awful, but um it's interesting that it ever happened, and you know i don't I don't like child abuse on any level and want people who abuse children executed. I'll do the executing if you'd like um. Here's a guy who thought that you could cure kids of stuttering if you yelled at them and belittled them. Oh, good Lord. Turns out it doesn't work. Made their stutters worse, they found out. This is a guy with a high degree from a high college who actually thought, you know what these stuttering kids need? If you just yell at them, they'd they'd straighten up and stop stop stuttering.
1: Knowledge and wisdom are two different things.
2: Apparently. Oh, my God. Whatever happened to that guy?
0: that is the uh, whatever year that happened that i almost guarantee he was a childless person just like these tiktokers making sea shanties (laughs) same
2: same sort of attitude as the sea shanties as far as i'm concerned
0: and i'd like to keep my testicles
1: thank you armstrong and getty Armstrong and Getty Show. Don't say the word. The last to perhaps some cooler heads may be, be uh, heard now in the Democratic Party about this action, which would be anything but healing. And it certainly wouldn't do any good to promote Biden's speech uh, when, when the Senate would be simultaneously conducting an impeachment of a president already out of office. Um, which is why I think Clyburn suggested, you know, in the, in the House, uh, James Clyburn who's a, a majority whip over there, uh, suggested that they could, they could send, the, hold the impeachment articles having voted them for a hundred days while Biden got his administration up and running. I wonder if after a hundred days of the president gone, uh, there'll be any stomach for it uh, then, but uh, we'll see. Um, I think ill-advised, which was the words that Manchin used, are, are probably the right words.
2: Democrats are dragging their feet openly on the impeachment. I would guess that key Democrats, quietly, including Nancy Pelosi, are dragging their feet on impeachment. If she thought it was the crisis she claimed it was, she would have made everybody come back on Saturday and vote. Sure, and we we we'd be all we'd it'd already be to the Senate. They're gonna they they came up with the articles yesterday. They're gonna vote tomorrow. She's every day. She can delay. She can get closer to the day that Trump is gone. And it doesn't make sense. And then uh, because it's a disaster for the Democrats to start Biden's new presidency with the only thing in America people are talking about is an impeachment.
1: You know, it's funny. There have been a couple of situations in real life for me lately where uh, I've run into people who uh, talked really big or made big promises, that sort of thing. And then uh, their actions were very, very, very different. If you could, I wish I had <clears throat> like a staff that could, whether it's Nancy Pelosi or uh, people I deal with in real life, give me a chart of what they said. Then on the other side of the, the page would be what they did. So I could just contrast that in a handy way. Nancy said all sorts of stuff about 25th Amendment and impeachment. But trust what people do, not what they say. And if you trust what she does, she has no interest in it.
2: No. And she doesn't have to delay much. Biden becomes president
1: noon a week from tomorrow. Right. And and then you you include Chuck Schumer in that calculation, and you know those two talk, and they should. Schumer's saying there's no way we can enact the Biden agenda if we're doing the impeachment. And so they won't. Mm-hmm. But again, it got clicks, got people to tune in to MSNBC, got everybody whipped up. Oh, exciting.
2: Wow. I'm looking at the text line. I was going to read a text, but this text is from earlier. So somehow we got on the topic of swimming in a pool full of beer. I don't remember how we got on this topic.
0: It was involved uh, with your, your son's trillionaire plans of uh, a, a, a ball pit up full of marshmallows. And then we were
1: discussing other things. Yes, yeah. yes. yes. Similar uh, amusements.
2: My, my son likes marshmallows. And so one, so one time I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. You can eat marshmallows as many as you want all day long. Knowing, <laughs> knowing as the wise grown-up. Mm. They'll get sick of marshmallows very quickly and learn a lesson. It's like people who have their kids smoke an entire pack of cigarettes.
1: Exactly. That's some good parenting, Jack. I'm sure that worked fine.
2: So my one son, it did work the way you would expect it to work. He ate like four marshmallows and said, I feel sick. And that was the end of that. (laughs) Sam just kept walking around. We're into the early afternoon. He's still walking around with this bag of the giant marshmallows, eating them like apples.
0: Just walking around. (laughs) Popping them like Tic Tacs. And I finally had to
2: call it off.
1: You win. (laughs)
2: I don't wow. think there's a limit to how many marshmallows you could eat. Anyway, so we I mentioned... I find myself wondering, what would that do to your digestive system? Oh, God, I get particularly sick. Particularly your leavens. I get sick thinking about it. But anyway, uh, swimming in a pool full of beer. Somebody texted this for some reason. Why don't you fill the pool with natty light, and you'll never be able to tell if someone releases their bladder in the pool either.
0: <laughs> nice cheap beer shot, texter. <laughs> yes!
1: Way to bring it. Yes! Way to Take shots at what
2: way to bring down people who like natural light <laughs> <laughs> and their
1: belligerence.
2: But anyway, it was the text after that one that I was going to read because we were talking about the COVID. And yes, um I, I believe in this motto that you know, what if we could just save 99% of us? 99% of us are going to live through the COVID. Fine. So, how much do you want to destroy the economy over that? How many trillions of dollars do you want to spend? On the other hand, um, the difference between 500,000 people dying and 3-point-some million people dying, that's a lot of dead people. And if we can avoid that by getting our act together on a vaccine that already exists, why wouldn't we move mountains to make that happen? I would agree. Of course. And we're getting lots of texts from people, hey, you know, the n- n- more people aren't dying than they ever die before. They're just calling it corona. So there are people that don't believe the coronavirus really exists. There's that crowd. Uh, can't mm. deal with you, I suppose. But, but but there's this end of it, too. Not just the deaths. My friend in her 20s is in week 8 of crying herself to sleep from the virus at night. She said it feels like someone took a cheese grater to her lungs. It's not just about the deaths. Right. That percentage has not been nailed down as close, but it's somewhere between like 5 and 15% have some sort of lingering, um, pretty bad you know, leftovers from the coronavirus that you don't want to have. So if we, if we ended up with 3 million people dying, we would have tens of millions of people who spend the rest of their lives where they can't walk at more than a slow
1: pace. Well, potentially, yeah, and there are a couple of subgroups. There's that the group, and then there's the folks who have the neurological uh, issues, the, uh, uh, the memory problems, the concentration problems, the headaches, the, uh, the dizziness, the rest of it, um, and it remains to be seen how long that might last. Uh, but it's pretty troubling well yeah. just
2: and but it seems like a different argument to me when the vaccine exists in fact it's even been made yeah. our only hang up is figuring out how to get it to people right so why wouldn't we you know make that a high priority
1: no i think it is it's been pretty ineffective so far i'm hoping they're uh, finding their gear their new gear
2: there are some reports that a number of politicians are testing positive for coronavirus politicians that were in the Capitol that went down into that little bunker Mm-hmm. when uh, the Capitol got raided, and uh, that wasn't set up for a pandemic. And no, a somebody people, had
1: the vid down there.
2: It would only take one person. A lot of people are breathing on each other. What about the super spreader event that might have happened in Tuscaloosa, Alabama last night after Alabama won their third national championship in six years? We're talking about college football. And, man, that crowd of college kids in Tuscaloosa on the street, I don't know how many thousand people that is, but that's thousands and thousands and thousands of people packed very close together, not a lot of masks. If I was a college kid, I would have been right in the middle of that, screaming as loud as I could, but uh, could be a lot of coronavirus coming out of that,
1: too. Yeah, and as usual, blah, blah blah, the kids will be fine, yada, 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 they'll give it to grandma, et etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, if you look at the totality of the health of those young people, physical health, emotional health, belongingness, uh, just, just all of it, maybe they're better off getting together and hooting and hollering and cheering for their, their team. I don't know. Nobody knows. God knows, and and He's not telling me, at least not directly.
2: Oh, and did I? Did we switch subjects too quickly after we played uh, Brit Hume? Um, impeachment? I don't think it's going to happen.
0: No, I oh. think we covered. That. Okay, but, we did yeah. cover that. I in, don't in what sense? Like it, it won't be completed, or do you not think the House is going to bring it?
2: I think the House will bring it tomorrow. Okay. Then the Senate, according to, unless they get 100 senators to vote for violating some sort of timetable, which they won't. Um, even Joe Manchin's not for that. It's It can't start until the 20th, mm-hmm. which is the day Joe Biden becomes president, and then I don't think there's a chance the Senate is going to take it. They're going to say, we're going to delay it for 100 days, and then you'll never hear of it again.
1: Yes, I, w- m- I would be willing to wager heavily on that proposition. Yep.
2: And if I'm a Democrat, I think that's what I want.
1: But we'll see. Well, as you've pointed out, there's a fairly narrow window in a first term to really get big stuff done. Then you got the midterms where you generally take it in the shorts and, and then you run it for reelection and the rest of it. And it's just, it's it's bad. This is no way to run a country, but it's true. And, um, Biden and company, the Democrats would squander a big part of that window for achievement with impeachment. And it just doesn't seem productive, but I'll let them worry about that. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of correspondence, got this note from Joe in San Francisco. His point of view is always pretty interesting. He's talking about the big lie. Now, Joe Biden just incredibly irresponsible was, you know, comparing various Republicans to Goebbels and the Nazis and the rest of it, and the idea of the big lie. But um, it does exist uh, that if a lie is big enough. And you repeat it often enough, people will believe it. And I remember we read a study. We talked about it, gosh, it seemed, feels like six months ago or so, where researchers figured out that people are more inclined to believe big lies than little lies. Oh, right. Because right. they can't believe anybody would try a
2: really, really big lie. Yeah, that's right. I do remember that. It, that's, it's fascinating, and it makes sense to me.
1: Right. Nobody try to lead me to believe something, you know, that huge unless it's true. So people believe big lies more readily, which is really interesting. But anyway, Joe uh, in San Francisco writes, the left favors open borders. The right favors immigration that complies with existing laws. I'd say that's, uh, you know, I want to quibble with that just because there are a lot of corporate conservatives that want the free flow of uh, illegal labor. It benefits them financially. But anyway, uh, talking about voters in general. So the left left attacks the right as being anti-immigrant. The right responds, it's only opposed to illegal immigration. The left responds by pretending that there is no such distinction and promotes the narrative that the right is so evil in its immigration concepts that it favors tearing babies from the arms of their mothers and putting them in cages. The right whimpers that they're not in favor of any such thing and say again, we're only opposed to illegal immigration. CNN and MSNBC announced that the right's anti-immigration beliefs are being opposed by concerned Americans. Almost all Americans who are opposed to racism. The right basically is shouted down, and its assertion that it is opposed to violating immigration laws disappears. Under Goebbels' big lie theory, things pertaining to immigration in the USA have worked out perfectly. I I would say that's true. I mean, while it was being reported that only racists and xenophobes wanted uh, the border secured, You saw polls showing overwhelming numbers of Americans uh, wanted the border secured. But those numbers started to erode bit by bit by bit, I think, because they started to buy the big lie. It's a good example, Joe. Thanks for the email.
2: When we come back, one of my favorite lawyers in America, who's representing the guy who stole Nancy Pelosi's lectern (laughs) while he was in the Capitol, Mm. how, how the lawyer is going about trying to defend this guy, since there's a picture of him smiling, walking out of the Capitol with it. Um, how do you defend someone like that? Among other things, we'll finish with on the way.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: I was jamming this just yesterday with my kids. We like the uh, Greta Van fleek, or whatever they're called. i not trying to sound like Led Zeppelin
0: at all. Bunch of long hairs. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> I Which won't I'm, listen to it. Skinny jeans and long hair. <laughs> it ain't right.
2: So this is... um it's interesting moods. I don't know about everybody, but um I, I'm still, you know, I'm still factually bothered by what happened last week. But the emotions aren't as strong, and I think that's pretty clear with what's happening with impeachment as some of your leading Democrats are dragging their feet and thinking they can get till Trump is gone and then let's just get to work on new stuff and
0: mm-hmm.
2: forget about it. But uh the reason I mention this is you know, it was a horror what happened, but this this is this is well, this is a funny story. So there's there there's video. There's a famous picture of a guy walking out, waving, holding a podium in his hand that belonged to Nancy Pelosi. I mean, it's got the symbol right on there. I mean, what a historical artifact that is. Um, and he has been arrested now, and his lawyer said this yesterday when confronting reporters. You have a photograph of my client in a building, unauthorized to be there, with what appears to be a podium or a lectern. I'm not exactly sure what it is called, but that's what we have, said the lawyer. <laughs> a reporter can be said, saying to the lawyer, well, obviously that for that, that's a problem for you as a defense attorney. And he responded, yeah, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, that wouldn't be a problem. I'm not a magician.
1: <laughs> wow. I'm this guy's client. I'm pretty unhappy. Well, what do you, what do you well, want your, you, you, you to say that, why'd you address the press in the first place, you <laughs> jackass?
2: Well, that's a good point right there. I was going to say, what do you want the lawyer to say? I think it's
1: you, important we meet the media. My client is guilty. I'm not a magician. <laughs> I've There's seen a, the evidence, and holy cow, we're up against it. It's looking real bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy did it. I mean, can we all... Let's stipulate, first of all, the guy did it. <laughs> is this public defender?
2: I don't know. I suppose it could be. Um, He's he's in a bad spot. I mean, there's a video of him smiling and waving, a fairly long video. I mean, it's long enough that you can say, that's not actually me, no, that's you. Um, I guess guess if you could afford the expensive lawyer, you'd go with some sort of, uh, you know, the history of mobs and groupthink led my clients to get caught up in a wave of, but he absolutely does not believe, and he has dedicated
1: himself to changing You know, that sort of argument. I I might have a little, uh, he's an American citizen. He has the right to walk through the Capitol. You know, he unfortunately uh, succumbed to uh, the temptation to grab a souvenir and not at the approved souvenir shop, I might add, Your Honor.
0: He'd be Uh, better off if he hired Scott Baio's character from Arrested Development, Bob Loblaw. To, uh, to, to defend him for this. At least Bale's a, he's a Trump supporter. He might throw out some sort of meaningful defense for you.
2: And my client runs a charity known as Lecterns for Transgender Teenagers. <laughs> and we thought this would be a great donation to keep that afloat. Oh, Run you don't care there. about transgender teenagers, I would say, as the lawyer.
1: I found myself wondering, when we were talking about this a little earlier, who was the first Speaker of the House? Because we wondered how long that lectern has been uh, in the House, or if that's just hers or whatever. Uh, I thought I'd recognize the name of the first Speaker of the House. I did not. It's Frederick Muhlenberg of Pennsylvania. Okay. The gentleman's
2: Longest person to hold that office, I believe, Sam Rayburn of Texas. Had it for a very, very long time. Nancy Pelosi's got it again at age 80. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Admit me, chorus, to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patient's pray, gently to hear, kindly to judge, the final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty.
2: Hey, you don't want your lawyer to say, look, I'm not a magician. He's guilty.
1: (laughs) Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, pressing the buttons, keeping us on the air. It's Michelangelo. Michael? Uh, Yeah, one of my New Year's
0: resolutions was to be less judgmental towards people. Then I went to Walmart yesterday, and I
2: found myself judging every other customer. Oh, man. Maybe in 2022. Baby steps. Baby steps. Progress, not perfection
1: positive. Sean is our producer. Sean, final thought? Soon may the Wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea
0: and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. I'm, I'm listening to Shanties the rest of the day. No, can stop me.
1: When the tonguing is done? It's talking. When the talking's oh, done. Okay, good. Oh, okay. I thought it was uh, something else. Uh, <laughs> Jack, a final thought for us.
2: My New Year's resolution was to get new glasses because these poked me in the head, and I haven't fulfilled that resolution yet, so how's your New Year's resolution going? <laughs> Minus failed so far
1: your phone is in tatters your glasses jab you in the head i will be good to yourself you. man <laughs> i'm a little uh, like a homeless person getting back to sea shanties our old friend kemper has emailed and i've got to edit edit it because it is sprinkled with obscenities what makes you idiots think sailors and cannibals can't harmonize <laughs> could james brown or elvis read music nobody knows or cares because it doesn't matter that is pretty funny. Yes, old-timey sailors could probably <laughs> harmonize like a, like the Bee Gees. Who are you to judge, idiots? <laughs> what wow. leads you idiots to believe cannibals
0: can't harmonize? <laughs> That's a decent argument. I saw harmonizing cannibals. at. Uh, the, it was the last live show I saw before ah, the countdowns. Yeah. It
1: was great. Yeah, it was a good break.
2: Oh boy, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
1: So many people to thank, so many people singing on the poop deck. Uh, let's uh, go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. We have the complete transcript of the president's speech. If you'd like to read that, we are in Armstrong and Getty swag. Uh, you can email us mailbag at ArmstrongandGetty.com.
2: We'll be be a step closer to impeachment tomorrow, a step further away. I don't know. We'll have uh, the very latest for
1: you. It's over. Come it's, on. It's a, What are you, clickbait? It's over.
2: See you tomorrow. God bless America.
0: You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say
1: that. Okay. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes.
0: <laughs> That's
1: not. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing.
0: Not uh, good. And just change the channel from
1: this mesmerizing horror show we'll
2: be better tomorrow than we were today then we heard the words
1: it's over for me adios mofo okay, so we you're we're dismissed is that correct do you
0: want to
2: rephrase uh, what you're doing the more you pound it
1: with the hammer and then heat it in the fire and then thrust it into the cold water and then pound it again and plunge it into the fire and into the water the more often you do that the stronger it becomes